y'all. You are listening to Three of Cups with Katie, Mayer, and Katie. Each week, these three best friend witches will collaborate together through combined card pulls to pour their cups into yours. Stay tuned as we share readings for the collective as well as personal readings with our listeners. Grab an empty cup and get ready for it to be filled with love. Welcome to Three of Cups. I'm Katie M. Katie G. and Mayor will be joining us very shortly along with an incredible guest that we have on for this week's episode. Her name is Ashley Heffley. She is Ash Heffley XO on Instagram. She is the leftist Kansas witch. We'll put all of her socials and everything in the description of this episode so that you can check all of her stuff out. So Ashley, let us give her a reading for this week's episode for our first segment, but then she also stuck around to talk all things, these astrological transits that everybody just cannot stop talking about for 2023. Of course, we're talking about Saturn and Pisces, the start of so many people probably listening to this podcast, Saturn Return. And of course, we also get into Pluto and Aquarius and what that means for the collective or what that means for you in your birth chart. We have a really great conversation with Ashley that goes way beyond astrology. So if astrology is not really your thing, um, our astrological conversation goes a lot deeper just into um kind of collectively what is what could happen um and then we talk a lot about just kind of the spiritual influencing um communities that we're seeing that are bringing people together in really beautiful ways but also kind of sending mixed messages for certain things um, all in the name of betterment and we kind of ask the question who is this betterment for in these spiritual communities is it really about like collective healing is it more about the individual is it about profit and gain um i think the conversation that we have again it goes a lot farther beyond astrology um, but we get into why it's important to think about this conversation and the nuance around um, things that can be said in the online spiritual world Um, because you know everybody's got an opinion these days everybody has different practices and um, how can we ourselves just discern the types of information that we need to consume that we want to consume what's good for us um, what do we need to invest ourselves in so it's stuff that I know myself Katie and Mary could talk about for um, months and years and we are always talking about it but it's um, just a just something to hopefully get people thinking and just a little bit more careful about what they consume and how they respond to what they consume in the media um, and you know just making your own choices and um, things that we talk about on this podcast all the time of just trusting your own intuition for the betterment of yourself but ultimately the betterment of yourself pouring into others pouring 
pouring into the collective and um, just how we can all just live as one big happy world. Maybe one day, hopefully. I don't know, but really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and we did purposely give a clickbaity title to this episode um, in the name of Astrological Fearmongering. So, bing bong, enjoy. And welcome back. We are here with our dear friend, Ashley. Ashley Hefley, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited to do a reading for Ashley. And then this week, Ashley is actually going to stay for our second segment because we've got an astrology connoisseur on our hands over here. So we're going (laughs) to talk about um, many different astrological events and much of the big events that are coming up. So some things that have already happened, like Saturn and moving into Pisces. We've got Pluto moving into Aquarius. So we're going to chit-chat about all of that after Ashley's reading. So just stay tuned for that part. But Ashley, do you want to just give us a quick summary? What what are we going to be reading for you today, reading about? Yeah, I think basically general overall, I personally have a lot of like Neptune transits going on. So I kind of just feel like super foggy. Um and uh yeah just in regard to uh, love and career and family and everything so yeah show me what you got <laughs> okay we'll just pops we'll up. just see what happens <laughs> yeah, so yeah. this week i'm going to kick off your reading so i'll do the first two cards Katie M will do your second set of two cards. Mary will do the third set. And then we'll loop back around to me for like one final message for the reading. So I'm using my Dreamy Moons deck today. This just, I don't know, it was calling to me for you. So so we're going to use that. All right. Uh, before, actually, let me just take a minute. I need to like <laughs> ground into your energy a little bit. So I'm just going to close my eyes, take a few deep breaths call in your guides to help with this and then we'll get started okay now I feel lightheaded so we're ready to go (laughs) perfect spirit is present okay so the first card is going to be your current energy and the second card is going to be the energy of the situation that we're reading into so we'll kind of see what pops up for that All right, so the first card, your current energy. We've got five of stars in this deck. So I want to show this to you. It's a woman. She's kind of hunched over a little bit. Looks like she's sitting in a cave almost. So we're getting that feeling of solitude. Um, I don't want to say a feeling of being like defeated, but it's kind of that sense of like, unsureness of where to go is kind of what I'm getting. So we've got that for your current energy. I do want to read the Dreamy Moons. We've mentioned this before. Uh, This deck is the descriptions in the book are just amazing. So I do want to reference that. So five of stars, isolation, lack mindset, and worry. The affirmation for this card is I focus on what I have rather than what I do not. We see a naked, vulnerable woman sitting in a cold, dark cave, hugging her legs in an attempt to stay warm. 
You might be going through challenging times, especially in work and finances, leaving you feeling unsafe and vulnerable. This is your sign to reassess your worries. Are they real or just caused by overthinking? Are you mentally putting yourself in that cave, therefore manifesting exactly what you're afraid of? Try to focus on what you have and remember to reach out for help if you are truly struggling. Mm. Does that resonate at all? Yeah, in multiple ways. Yeah. Okay. And then the second card, which is the energy of the situation that we're going to be reading into, we actually got Queen of Cups, which is interesting. So I want to show you this card. It's the queen. She's sitting on her throne. Um, Obviously, the cups is very water-oriented, so we're talking about emotions here. One of the things I love about these the queen of cups card in general is she has a little like jar on her in her hand on her lap and i remember reading about this is a closed jar specifically and what that represents is the fact that she has control over mm-hmm. her emotions and you know it's not something that it's something she's very in control of and has power over and that's kind of the symbolism of that closed jar So that coupled with the five of stars and that feeling of like needing to like the idea of maybe that you've put yourself in that cave. I think the queen of cups energy is coming in to be like, you can have control over these feelings if you want to. And it's kind of making that decision to get there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, if that resonates at all for you. Yeah. I I think, I mean, Gosh, over the last few years, it feels like I have been doing like a whole bunch of work to really feel like I can like name my emotions, manage them and like work with them. Um, Mm. But in in particular, it feels like in regard to like career and um, finances, it's that one is one that's like definitely like a root um, struggle, like from, you know, a lot of us have like money wounds and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I think that one is more of one that it's like maybe calling my attention to maybe release some of that. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the affirmation for the Queen of Cups card is I am in touch with my feelings and intuition. Mm. So I think the other part of this is that intuition piece. Yeah. And um, maybe, and I'm just guessing here (laughs) Mm -hmm. but maybe there is a change that needs to take place and this queen of cups card is kind of kind of telling you to use your intuition to kind of move through those changes yeah Uh, yeah I know it's it's, I mean (laughs) things have been coming through like crazy (laughs) yeah and so I'm like okay yeah I mean I I was like going into this I'm like yeah basically I just want like validation a little bit of like the things that I am feeling seeing messages that I feel like I'm getting are the messages that I'm getting kind of Mm -hmm. um so yeah that one when that came out I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah with that first card I was getting rest and recuperation Mm. Like that first five of pentacles. Yeah. Like needing or prioritizing that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been receiving. I feel like I keep receiving that a lot. And then when I'm not doing it, I've been getting sick probably once a month. It's hard finding time to 
do it, I guess. I'm like, I'm trying. Um, but I, I receive that and will validate that that has been also coming through in other ways for me too. Believe me, I, uh, <laughs> I resonate hard. It's hard to get. <laughs> so like, where is the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah. Being a working mom is like, you just got so much on your plate. So trying to find the time to rest is like a project in itself, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, and it feels like there's moving pieces that I'm like, you're telling me to rest, but I don't have control over these things that I'm doing right now. I, like, there is no other option. So I feel like I've been trying to, ask for help a little bit and maybe just also be like, Hey, if you want me to rest, I'm going to need you universe spirit angels to maybe intervene and change some things up because I am doing what I can, but I don't, I don't know how to incorporate anything else to get me the rest that I'm needing. Yeah. Maybe that aspect of control, maybe the change that's needed is like, can you put yourself in a situation where you have more control over your time and your schedule? And I know that sounds really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of fighting the same battle in a little bit of a different mm-hmm. way at the moment. Um, but just I'm getting this like a get creative kind of message <laughs> of how can you get creative in terms of still providing what you need to provide for your family in a financial aspect, but in a way that allows you more time flexibility. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yeah. I mean, like I have a couple, I just like, I have things that I, I know are things that I want to do and things that I feel like are like calling me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm scared and I don't, Same here. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I don't feel qualified yeah. enough, I guess. Yes. If that I resonate sense. hard to that. Yeah. 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 It's scary. All right. Katie. Yeah. Um, and like, I think the five of stars, if you look at it, like in combo with the queen of cups, like those two things together I know one is like the current energy and then the energy of the situation but um I would I'm like reading that five of stars is like this fear that you have of what's like I'm I'm seeing those together as in like you're fearing losing control um of everything Mm -hmm. and by changing things up um oh there was something else that you said that like is going to lead into your next few cards, but, uh, it might come back to me, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting like that current, like the energy of the situation. I think the situation is you. (laughs) So like, like you have this queen of cups, like who you are. Um, you're also a cancer. So, um, there's that, but I, yeah, I'm dominant water. Yeah, so that current energy, I think that five of stars is really just like this fear that you might have of losing something, um, something being that controlled and like then the risks that follow with changing things up. 
Um, now saying that, I think, so I think what you're, you were saying something about like, you feel like you need like this, like assistance from spirit, like, okay, like you're, you keep pushing me to like change things up, do something different, but like, can I, can I get a little bit more? Yeah. I think what you're about to be told might be that. And I think what, I think what you're being told right now is like, you've got to embrace like embrace a new adventure, but you are equipped to have like this, um, like risk assessment side of you. Um, and just, but like, like hold both of those, like embrace the adventure, but also know the risks. Um, so, so anyways, (laughs) um, for your cards, um, in what way is your cup needing to be filled? You got the fool, (laughs) um, which is where I really started to get I really started to get like um uh, like embracing the adventure and like I'm pretty sure because I was shuffling I'm pretty sure that came out around the time that you said something about like I need spirit to like give me a little cushion or like push or whatever like give me a little bit more so I know what I'm supposed to do and I think that they're like Oh, like, why don't, how about you just know nothing? Like, embrace this, <laughs> yeah. but know that, like, but know that, like, you, um, know that you, sorry, I'm like, I feel like I'm, like, getting a lot right now. Take your time. Um, I'm just very, like, discombobulated. Um, yeah, I'm going to move on to the next couple cards. Because Wait, Katie, I think before, are, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but when you kept saying know that you are. I feel like I was finishing that sentence. Please do. Know that you are held. So you, you are, know that you are held by spirit. So in this fool, like they want you to, we've talked about this in the past, like leap in the net will appear. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the ask. And the secondary ask is you have to know that you're held in that, through that process. And I think, I think like, cause I'm getting a lot, like, I think you're also with that, like, I think you're also being told like it's going to get harder before it gets better. But like this, this whole like embrace the adventure, know the risks, like take, do something big enough that there is a risk involved, I guess. Like act with some naivety. I don't know. Yeah. No, that it it really resonates. (laughs) Um, I feel like this reading is for me too, Ashley. We're 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 going through very similar things, which we can chat about after this is over. <laughs> yes, we could we could definitely chat. <laughs> but no, it definitely it definitely resonates. Um, a theme of my entire life has been control, entire life, um, and I keep getting like Ashley. Every time you're on this like brink of something, like you feel like you're about to just like lose everything or like you have this like this need to like, I need to know what's coming next and I don't know what's coming next. And that is terrifying. Um, And when I get to that point, stuff always like happens really magically in my life. Every time that that has happened things like the next few years just happen to be like, whoa, I couldn't have expected this. And if I tried to control or plan it, it wouldn't have worked out this way. So I've been getting like that energy of just like, do you not remember? 
all of these times that we have been, you know, we prepared you for these things and like you didn't have control and we made that very clear. (laughs) Um, I'm burping a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, okay. I feel like you need to like walk around with the fool in your back pocket, literally. Like this guy's got nothing. He has nothing. And this is literally your message of what, in what way does your cup need to be filled? Like, I really like you like sleep with him. (laughs) Like, like just (laughs) put him under your pillow. I don't know. I feel like you like need to meditate on this guy hard. Okay. I love this. Like in what, because like, it's so interesting. The more I'm thinking about it, like in what way does your cup need to be filled? And you're getting this message of nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. No, you don't need anything. Yeah. There's no empty, keep, but throw your cup away. You don't even need a cup. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have literally everything um. I need <laughs> to be completely honest. I do. Uh-huh. And I feel emotionally filled, like happy and like where I'm at. But there's that restlessness, that energy of like, what's coming next? And mm-hmm. I don't like not knowing and they know that. Like, I know that this is like a test of my lifetime. Like, I know that this is like a karmic lesson. I like, I know this in, <laughs> in my gut. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I love that. Again, like, I was like, I need validation that like the things that I feel or I think are true. And like, yeah, they're like, okay, here we come. <laughs> That's what it was. It's when you said you needed, you said something about needing validation and that's when the cards started flying out (laughs) is when you said, yeah. Uh, Okay. um, There are eight of swords and three of wands. What can be released to make room for this? Like um, (laughs) this, I, I mean, this is. Yeah. I think this is your validation. Like your three of wands is your validation. And then this is just like, like, like you're feeling like, like your thoughts are, are keeping you from all of this. Yeah. I'm doing it to myself. Um, so yeah. It goes back to. It and no. Yeah. It goes back to that five of stars question of like, did you put yourself in the cave? You know, yep. like. It's that same question of like, is she really trapped? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, literally. When you said the thing about the fool, like they have nothing. I wrote down, you are your most powerful tool. Like you are. You can think your way so, out. All of the. Like you thought your way in, you can think it your way out. Yeah. All of the back and forth of like am I good enough or do it like you are your most powerful powerful tool and you don't need any excessive validation because you already have that within you you just it's the whole queen of cups all of it but yeah yeah. that like Scorpio midheaven is like coming through for me and I'm like "Mm mm-hmm yeah that for me tracks real well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) mm-hmm yeah yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's very this card that Scorpio Midheaven is very like eight of swords. And that's where I'm thinking like you thought like if you have the power to like think this much, you can think your way out of it. 
I can think of something great. Yeah. Yeah. Like use that mental energy and put it somewhere else that again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Spirit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, this is exactly what I needed and what I wanted. Once again. Okay. How? (laughs) Yeah. That's the, that's the um, kicker. And that's the thing that it's like about control here lately. I've been like wanting, and I feel like I've been getting the message lately as well as do not use, like I have like my, you know, my, I love my astrology and transits and all this stuff and like divination and my tarot and stuff like that. And it's like, I've been getting the message, like, do not use these things to further your need for control, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can get mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. in like, I, I I know Katie, you've kind of shared some stuff about like OCD, like kind of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do feel like sometimes I can get trapped in this, like, I need to check my transits for the next mm-hmm. month to figure out what I'm going to do and what can be done and how I'm going to manifest and all of these things. and it's, I feel like spirit's been like, stop it. You're, you're Mm -hmm. too much one in your head and to trying to control all of these outcomes. And that's not what these tools are for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just on the topic of OCD, like OCD can turn a tool into a menace. Mm -hmm. Like Yes. Like that. Like at the <laughs> – so something could be so helpful and, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to somebody else. But if you're somebody that's prone to kind of that that compulsive, obsessive thinking pattern, it can very quickly become detrimental. So it's like having to keep yourself in check. Yes. Um, I definitely relate to that. Yeah, I, I definitely feeling like the, <laughs> like I I've been I feel like I've been having to work more on being like okay no step away from it you need mm-hmm. it ground more than anything check in with your body check in with yourself because this mm-hmm. isn't this right here like these tools are given to you for you like to spiritually evolve and connect but it's not a mm-hmm. tool that you need to implement whenever you are feeling those kind of like loops. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I like whenever I saw that, like, um, eight of swords, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, just from Mm -hmm. my own experience, for example, like, for you, it might be the astrology and the transits and stuff. I've had that with, like, my pendulum, Mm -hmm. where I will be like, when I need an answer about something, I'll go to my pendulum. And it got to the point where I'm like, I had to put my pendulum away and be like, I'm not allowed to ask my pendulum questions right now because I'm not doing this in a way that is helpful to me at all. Mm -hmm. So I use it for like cards and like little things like that. But like when I'm spiraling about a question in my life, like I can't allow myself to go down that route because then I will get in that that cycle. So yeah, yeah, I I feel you. (laughs) I feel like like spirits like trying to be like, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not just like this vending machine that you like do yes. something, you put a coin in yes. and we give you an answer. Like that's not how this works. Yeah. We are here yeah. to aid and help you. Um, but I I find myself when I when I start to feel like I'm treating it like a vending machine is whenever mm-hmm. I, I literally have to be like, No, this isn't this isn't coming from 
a place that I need to be in whenever I'm trying to interact with spirit. So yeah. And then they just give me like the same answer or they get, they get Mm -hmm. like sassy with me anyway. So they're like, "Mm, sorry, (laughs) we're, we're out of, we're out of uh, gumballs Mm -hmm. today. (laughs) (laughs) I love that analogy. (laughs) I pulled. What is Mary got cooking? Yes. Okay. I used uh, the ethereal visions deck. It's so funny when you were just talking, I was like scribbling stuff down and you were like, I need a ground. And that's <laughs> what I had just written down. Yep. But for what action can you take to fill your own cup? I got Ace of Pentacles and this to me, like the aces are always that new beginning or like this opportunity that you can like reach out and yep. grab. But this again, the fact that I said the thing about you are your greatest tool. I think that was coming from this right here. It's like everything that you have, you you have everything you need for whatever you're going to do. Um, Everything is within you. It's just a matter of like this hand, like literally pulling that power out of you. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going to need. That's how you're going to be able to fill your cup. You need to pull that power out so that you can finally ground down. So when you were saying, like, I need a ground, it's like, you're not going to be able to ground unless you know everything is good within you. Like, you have that. Um, So yeah, I would kind of gotten that. That's So again, but with this new beginning also, that's something to think about of how does that play out? So the pouring your cup into others, I got two of wands. And this to me is also um, that... Mm-hmm. opportunistic yeah. card there's something bigger out there uh-huh. um that unknown adventure yes. thing mm-hmm. making a choice you're not going to be able to fill other people's cups until that choice is made or you basically find within you what you're looking for yes then will you be able to pour that out into the collective? Because I also feel like with you, you're somebody who cares so much about the collective and things that are going on in the world. And just you, you to me, screams of somebody who is wanting to be that advocate and that like bringing awareness to situations and things going on in the world and that might be something that is kind of um keeping you from being able to ground down like there's a lot of I don't know that could be a tangent within itself but no that gave me that also gave me like an intuitive Mm. like idea hit for all the other ideas that it like it just it mixes well and yeah like that actually yeah yeah like something about that it's like you're looking and you're searching and you're trying to figure out if you're capable of doing the things that you want to do. And it's like, no, you have a voice. You, you are well-respected. I think that you are somebody who is and could be well-respected within the community, a group of people. And don't let the inner demons, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of put you off of what you're truly born to do or that sort of situation. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of layers to that, but that two of wands kind of like searching and mm-hmm. trying to find that bigger picture, bigger feeling. There's choices to be made 
is what that two of wands is giving. Yeah, that <laughs> as you're like saying this, it's like it's like you it's funny how like each of you are like saying things and then I'm like getting like literal like images of my birth chart and like it's like showing Oof. me like hey Scorpio Midheaven, Scorpio rules your 10th house. You have Pluto in there. You also have Jupiter and Sagittarius in there. So like, hey, freaking use it. <laughs> and so like, for me that like that, when it comes to like collective issues and like that, that caring so much about it, I'm like, I'm seeing that like Pluto and Scorpio in the 10th house and then like the using my voice and stuff. I'm seeing the Jupiter and Sagittarius there in the 10th house too. And like, I've all felt like I've known what I need to do. It's just like putting the puzzle pieces together and then just doing it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was actually, I was talking to somebody before this about you and about this reading. So it's interesting that that's coming up, but I was talking to one of my best friend about you and how you're coming on and how something that I admire about you and just in like the spiritual community and the spiritual realm is that a lot of spiritual influencers, if you want to say, they don't touch on things that are going on in the world and really like dire topics that need to be talked about and mentioned and bringing attention to those things. Not a lot of people do that. And I think you are somebody who you're not only spiritual and, you know, have your crystals and all the things, but you're bringing attention to these topics that are really fucking important. And I just, that's really, res like that to me, I respect you so much for that. And so don't, don't, I don't want you to lose your voice because I think that's so important. I think with spirituality and modern stuff like that, the the whole point of being spiritual is to try and heal the greater collective community. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's really big. Like you need to use, if you've got the energy, you need to use it for bigger purposes. Like when we're, what do we do about this? What do we, at the, the least we can do is try to put that energy and, you know, stuff out there. So I don't know. I just felt the need to tell you that because I was talking about you beforehand and the fact that this is kind of like, you know, weaving its way into the reading. But yeah, I feel like you've got important things to do. And so don't be afraid to do them. <sighs> okay. Um, that also hits the, I, I, I studied political science, um, a lot and I'm, I'm like 20 credits shy of a degree. It's fine. Um, you know, at the same time, I'm like, we're in, we're in unprecedented times. And it's like, at this point, it's like, does it matter? No, not at all. Um, so but like that has always been something that is like very important to me and something that I've always found a lot of like, like I, I spend a lot of mental energy and like time in um, like current events and um, world history and things like that are all super um, important and intriguing to me at the same time. Um, and so like, I, I have always kind of wondered, I'm like, I kind of have some like random content or I feel like I do whenever I like post about stuff. And most of the time 
like my two main things that I just keep going back to are like spirituality and astrology and all that stuff. But then also like current event, global issues that need awareness. And I'm like, I know how I can use both of those things. And I have been thinking about using both of those things over and over and over in like some creative pursuits. And so, yeah, you saying that definitely you're, you guys are hitting on everything that I was like wanting validation on and more to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of throat chakra energy. Um, that's been like pinpointed the past like six months is like, use your throat chakra, use your throat chakra. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. So I was shuffling while you and Mary were talking. So first off, I'm using a new deck. Um, this is the Sacred Hags Oracle. It's a new deck to me, and I'm like simply obsessed with it. Um, I pulled. It's got. It's got hags. It's got. Let's see what the. I, did I bring the box in here? I didn't bring the box. Um, basically, there's four categories, but the the idea is it's visionary guidance for dreamers, witches, and wild hearts from the sacred hags. So we know my love for the crones. This is kind of just this deck, just is like all in that energy. So the card that I pulled is, and I actually it's funny because I showed this card to Mary and Katie before we started, and it was like, oh, this card always gets me. It's the Tears of the Earth Bride. Tears of an Earth Bride, card 44. So I need to read this description to you. <laughs> the keyword is land love. Grandmother speaks. Isn't she magnificent? Isn't she just the most stunningly exquisite beauty, this majestic rock we call Earth? So often, I think our human pain is a reflection of the harm inflicted on the mother who bore us. Too often, we forget to whom we belong. We reject our creativity creaturely nature, and we languish in the suffering of such detachment. What would become of our sterile human communities, I wonder, if we were to come home to her? What if we leaned into our collective ache to live closer to the ground? What would happen to you today if you were to become a bride to earth and take just a few radical moments to pause, to feel your feet root into a particular place? What medicine might you find in a single moment spent bowed in sheer reverence to the smell of mud or a newly blooming lavender? Holy shit. <laughs> so that like kind of makes me emotional. Yeah. Um, very much. <laughs> I wrote a few things also after reading that. So just your your need for grounding. We're we're very much on the same same wavelength <laughs> right now because uh -huh. I've been talking about grounding and dirt for like weeks now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I wrote, um, you talked about like having this fog, like this fogginess. And I relate to that. And something I wrote here was plant your feet and the fog will lift. Mm -hmm. So it's that idea of like, when we're ungrounded, everything is foggy. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the source of your kind of confusion and this unsureness and what I'm learning as I've been dedicating more time to grounding the last few weeks is like when you're grounded, you're connecting to not only the earth, but you're also connecting to your body because your body is an extension of the earth. So mm -hmm. when you're able to like really stand in your feet and like in your body, everything kind of becomes more clear. Like it, it's it's truly 
a magic, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Because I didn't realize how ungrounded and how my mind was constantly spinning until I started to do this practice. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I haven't been in my body in, like, months. It was to that point. So this, like, this message of grounding is, like, very important for you. Like, spirit needs you to, like, go put your feet and your hands in some dirt immediately. (laughs) You say that? And I literally, like, a week and a half ago just bought, like, so much soil and stuff to go freaking make like an indoor little garden and granted like I can still get outside but I like just like put some hands in some dirt and I'm like I have lots of dirt and I could go and do that (laughs) that was and that like I that was random that was I was just at Target I'm like I'm gonna start a garden (laughs) and I'm like this okay sure I I I kill I kill herbs but we're going to try and start an indoor garden. Here we go. Hey, um, if the garden doesn't work out, you can still just stick your feet in the dirt and do yeah. all the day. <laughs> it will be utilized regardless if anything grows. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love, I love this. Okay. That's so funny. So I also wrote here, you know, this this idea of, like, needing that sense of control over, like, what's going to happen in the future Again, I very, like, this reading was for me, too, is how much this mm-hmm. was relating, relatable. But I wrote, all you have to do is be where your feet are. Take one step at a time, and the path will be revealed. Not the answer I like, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, right, like... It, it just is kind of the idea like that's what spirit is, is like just being a little sassy a little bit but in the best way of like they're just like let it go you know yeah yeah I love that I do love that because it is again validation of just like you don't need to know <laughs> just yep. what, what what's the frozen to saying uh just do like the next right thing that's what came. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Frozen. Oh, I'm not the good. person for that quote, but, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, and I literally can't think of the exact phrase, yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. exactly. Something yeah. next right thing. So that's your yeah. takeaway message. <laughs> get get cozy. Get cozy with the dirt. I will be doing that. I I probably will start that either tonight or tomorrow because I've been I've been wanting to start it and like do it here the last like week and I just haven't had the time but now it's like hey remember we'll do that now yeah but then I can have a fun little like meditation practice Mm -hmm. I can I love like making it all witchy and putting all like my little intentions Mm -hmm. in it and all of that fun stuff Mm -hmm. and that's like so much fun for me in general. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just like a good way of like controlling what you can. Mm -hmm. And then I don't go. I don't know. And this is just coming to me as you said that. I don't know if you work with the Fae at all, but I just got like a, you need to incorporate that into this project. Shut up, Katie. Yeah. Okay. One, I'm going to cry. 
Um, <laughs> last week, my husband was um, in Chicago. Oh, sorry if you can hear my child. Um, last week, when my husband was in Chicago, and he was having fun. It was a bachelor party. You know, they're all a little, a little tipsy. It's fine. They're at a Bulls game, and he loses his wallet. And I was oh, like, God. you lose your wallet at, like, this, like, massive, like, NBA game. And I remember I was like, it's okay. I'm going to pray to the fairies. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I like, got to chill. I like pray to the fairies. I'm like, hey, there, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't really work with you that much, but I've like given you some offerings here and there, but like, hey, can you please return my husband's wallet? <laughs> the fairies of the United Center. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shit you fucking not. And he like messages me like 15 minutes later, like got it. And I'm like, and so I was like, thank you fairies. And then, so we have this like in our front yard. So like we live in the middle of nowhere. We have some land. Um, and like, there's like this like rock garden in uh, the center that um, his like grandma had put in and it has like some flowers and stuff, but like right outside of it, there's a, a little circle that grows these, um, the, the flowers that are in the rock garden, but it's like right outside of it. It's not in the rock garden. It's just a random freaking circle and it grows every time. And it's like super big right now. And Brad's like, gosh, dang it. I need to mow over it. He mows over it and it grows back. And, um, I like, I got a hit literally yesterday. And you know, I was like, that's my fairy circle. I'm going to go and put some offerings mm-hmm. in the center. Literally mm-hmm. yesterday, Katie. Oh my God, that is so, so okay. Fairies, um, you're getting, you're getting, they want to be included. Okay. They want to be included in your, in your dirt garden situation, whatever you do. Okay. I love that. Okay. I'm so excited now. (laughs) (laughs) That also like working with Faye, like that's very inner child. And I feel like you're just like a kiddo at heart. Like just very... And I think that would be good for the grounding too, mm-hmm. working with yeah, them. Yeah, and it's a, a fun way to incorporate sure. Sophie in it as well. And mm-hmm. and like Cadence, my yeah. um, my bonus baby, when she's here, she she enjoys all of the fun shit that I throw at her. Like or I think mm-hmm. is fun and like all of the <laughs> magical stuff. She thinks it's she goes with it and she thinks it's so fun. But I think that would be something so fun to kind of like play up this like spring and summertime. A fun way to like my kids yes love it. okay cool that yeah. would be so magical yeah. and just like imagine being like I'm imagining like being my age and then being like yeah my mom played fairies and stuff with me and I'm like oh that's like emotional it's really healing yeah yeah yep. thanks fairies mm. when you were talking about your chart Ashley I just kind of like because at first when I, when Mary was talking about the Ace of Pentacles, I was thinking like there's an opportunity being handed to you, take it. And then you said something about your chart. Um, you were talking about your 10th house and like the Jupiter and Sag. And for some, this, this, I was, I was th- like, do you ever get overwhelmed just by like all of the things you could do or like want to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a million yeah. percent. Yes. Okay. You need to pick, you need to 
pick one. And I know that's not like a good <laughs> spiritual thing to say, but um, you need to either pick one or narrow down your approach. That Tears of the Earth Bride thing, um, I think that you're, you need to, like, when we are people who care about social causes and like care about the world changing, there are so many things to care about. Yeah. And so one tragedy happens, we're all gung ho, let's pray for so and so, let's do this, let's fight for this, but then this world is super fucked up, mm-hmm. and so something totally different tragically happens the next week, and so we're super gung ho about that cause and we want to fix that yeah. and we're so like so nothing ever gets fixed. Because because so much shit is happening and we we have to show that we care about everything. Um, and I'm not telling you to like just pick one cause, but maybe just pick one cause, um, or or just start narrowing things down. Because I don't, I'm just like getting, I don't know, especially that Jupiter in Sagittarius. Like I feel like that's that's a very like uh, decisive in a big way, like just. Mm-hmm. Again, like not that you I'm not I'm not saying like you have to do one thing, you have to focus on one thing, but like allow like don't feel bad about maybe narrowing things down because I think once yeah. you do start doing that, um, and again, like act like you're new to this. Like once you start doing that, you might start that fog might start to dissipate a little bit. And then you may go back to all of these other things that you are passionate about. But um, I just really was like heavily hearing like pick one, pick one. No, that I, yeah, I can resonate very, very firmly with that. Um, That helps. That actually helps a lot. Like what, like what's the, what's the step. And for me, like that helps, um, that next step is like, okay, let's, let's funnel down first. Like what, what are the key things here that I really care about? What are the key things here that I'm really good at? And let, let's kind of like have a little bit more tunnel vision rather than being so like broad scoped. Mm -hmm. And I just want to add to that of like, don't stress yourself out about the picking of one. Mm-hmm. I think when you do the grounding, you'll just get that clarity. Like that clarity will come to you when you're in that more grounded place. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're kind of in the clouds in the fog. So it's going to be difficult for you to try to swirl around and try to pick something. So I think the very, very first step is yeah. do, do this grounding and the clarity will come. And then from there, you you move on that yeah and like just like knowing like you like that it's okay like you're not a bad person if you pick like like not necessarily like do it today pick one today but like you're not a bad person if and when you do you can you're still gonna make an impact by helping one cause three causes six causes rather than like you know like you're still gonna make a big impact you're gonna make a bigger impact the more you put into fewer things um mm-hmm. because it's just gonna like butterfly out um but yeah certainly don't pick something today but <laughs> like just knowing <laughs> that like it'll be okay if you do um and like that just like as you go into kind of like the grounding and I don't know why I'm also like picturing you like playing a game with 
the fairies <laughs> like like an eeny meeny miny mo sort of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> katie's visions i i think that that kind of like washed over me like an aha kind of like gave me a lot of like a lot more peace in in the whole situation i for real um i'm like okay again like where where can i have control <laughs> but like it was it kept saying like yes yes like where yeah you only have limited energy is like what i kept kept hearing and like that's one thing that i can control in that like rest and recuperation phase like i only have limited energy let's let's narrow things down yeah how are you feeling excited good good yeah. I, I literally i came in asking like you know in my head just like asking for like validation that my ideas were being like held and like divinely guided a little bit and this is definitely like them saying like we have given you the tools to do this now like now these next things are kind of like up to you to start walking down the path so we can continue Mm -hmm. to guide you it's just like I think that's the scary thing about being like kind of like entrepreneurial and like um kind of forging your own way is just like not knowing what lies down the path um and that's you know really difficult for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and myself included um but this this has given me a lot of insight into just like how to take the next step I got chills when you said excited Mm -hmm. because I mean that was a lot of like (laughs) a lot to receive and process and you're just like yeah I'm excited <laughs> I like full body chills I was um, like oh good <laughs> because some like it's hard to receive so much like information coming in mm-hmm. and then being like well what the fuck like where am I going from here how do I do all these things and you're just like no I got it like I I know what I need to do to you know go forward so. yeah I think I don't know. Something about that was just like, I think for me, it makes me excited because it feels like it's validation that I have been trusting my intuition and I have been having that connection and like that connection is real. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just feels very validating for me because of everything that came up. I was like, no, this is literally like everything I needed to hear for me to like, feel like safe a little bit. For me to feel safe in trusting yeah. myself, even though I have been doing that. It's just sometimes it's like on these like big, I don't know, edge of the cliff type moments. It's like, oh, am I receiving this right? I don't know. Like, I, like this is like yeah. kind of a big time, but it, it does make me excited to be like, okay, no, I, I got this. Like, they've been saying everything that I've been thinking and like receiving and being getting messages and guidance too so like okay like you don't have an excuse anymore now you now you take a step so yeah 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 Mm. good 
so exciting. Oh, that felt good. Yay. I know. <laughs> I feel energized too now. <laughs> I know, me too. I've been just like big cheesing the yeah. whole time. <laughs> it feels like overwhelming in like a good way, like a good, yeah. fun, exciting, mm-hmm. overwhelming. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we should right. take a little break. And we're back. We still have our friend Ashley here. She's going to stick around for the second segment today because Ashley is just knows so much about astrology. And for me personally, I do not. (laughs) But we're looking to talk about some major astrological events that have been happening. So we thought, why not keep Ashley around and she she can give us some knowledge. So... That's what Heck we're gonna yeah. do. Where do we want to start, guys? So I, I, I've always loved people to answer the question of like, if somebody wanted to start learning about astrology, but was like, it's so much, I don't know where to start. What do I do? What would be hmm. your like first three things? Do this or like, because I always like try to tell people like, oh, just start with this, learn this, learn this, and they're like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Yeah, I think, where would you start? I think honestly, for me, it was learning um, the planets, all of the planets, and what their energies are. Mm-hmm. I would just start with the planets first. Um, mm. From there, then go into zodiacs and figuring and and putting together where the planets, like what uh, zodiacs, um, the planets have rulership over. Mm. And like, I love that. Oh, the planets, um, like Venus and how it is, it's rulers or it rules Libra and Taurus. And so you can kind of see like, okay, so Libra and Taurus have some similar energies because Mm. they're both ruled by Venus, but like, where are they different? Well, Libra is an air sign and Taurus is an earth sign. Um, so kind of like going about it that way, I find, um, because we all have a little bit of background knowledge in like astronomy or like being taught what the planets are. You know, most people know like Venus is love, you know, that kind of association. Um, so I feel like it's probably easiest and best to just start start with the planets and like what the planets govern. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because I didn't even realize you could even. I yeah. would have said that because, yeah. yeah, how I always tell people I'm like. Like learn, like learn planets, zodiac and uh, houses, and like. But I think like just like learning the planets because like planets are planets, like you know, yeah. and like I feel like that's a more like tangible thing um, yes. to kind of grasp onto and tangible. Like, I like how you said, said that. like yeah, like and as you said, like more yeah, like we we've learned about astronomy to some capacity. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's kind of fun to entertain that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to reteach myself that way. No. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm like, duh, the planets rule things, but I would have never like put that together. Yeah. And they're, it's so fun. I don't know. Like once, once I made that connection, I did wish I had gone back and like learned it differently because I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this makes way more sense now. (laughs) It just, it just, 
makes way more sense for me to like figure out like the energies that go along with each of the zodiacs rather than just trying to memorize. Um, but yeah, like learning the energies of the zodiacs and then like also like learning, I would, I would almost say like learning like the, um, like modalities and like, um, mm. like whether they're like the energy of like cardinal signs, you know, fixed and mutable. And then the energies of earth, um, mm. air, water, fire, because then once you can like put those puzzle pieces together of like the planet that it's associated with the modalities, it kind of like, it kind of like describes that Zodiac for you a lot easier. It like, te- it like helps it teach itself almost. Yes. Yeah. My mind is blown. Right? <laughs> I know, like, I'm literally like, why are you explaining this? Like, I've never heard before. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> this is why really... don't you teach this in no, schools? No, I'm... Also, have you seen, uh, Ashley, the Zodiac Tarot deck? Uh-uh. I don't think so. Let me grab it because I feel like you would really like this. Yes. Ooh. I haven't used it a ton, um, but it's really cool because it has, like each card so for instance the magician it says mercury like that card is associated Mm -hmm. and then it just goes into like very it's more of you know how more guidebooks like say the dreamy moons are kind of uh giving a description of the card this is more so these descriptions are explaining all the astrology associations with it and then on and then on each card, it, like, literally has so... It's more like the energy and instead could, of the symbolism. Yeah, It has at the top... Yes, the planet like, and the... associated, the planet associations, <laughs> and they're all falling all over the place. Yes. Um, but it's, it, it's really, really cool. Like, I had never seen something like that before, so, like three of swords it's like in this card saturn the master of limits regulation and responsibility meets libra which presides so it just like goes on and on all this astrology talk yes and i'm like the the hermetic tarot mm-hmm. um yeah also does that and okay because it, it'll it'll have like the um uh the planetary symbol and and the zodiac it's associated with and then and then it like it's wild because you know how each of the suits kind of represent fire, air, mm-hmm, water. Yeah. Um, and then you can start like putting together like, oh, the energy of, you know, this planet in Capricorn is like similar to the energy of this tarot card. And you start putting it together and you're like, I'm mind blown. Like, <laughs> I it know. It works together so yeah. magically. And that's the, that's the deck that I use like for myself personally. Mm. And, um, I feel like that deck itself has kind of been like flashcards for me in like oh. learning astrology in a way. I've been able to like implement my knowledge of like tarot and astrology and kind of like give myself better readings through that. Mm. Love it. Oh, wow. yeah. I'm getting that. Wow. I find it so fun. It's kind of just like a game to me at this point of like, well, yeah. yeah, I'm doing a reading, but also I'm testing my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> That's I what that. I do. I like, I feel that. like we've talked about that before where we all kind of just will be like shuffling, 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 and just like looking at cards and just like, oh yeah, I know what that means. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. like it's a game. It's just for fun. Like, oh, 
What card? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, tarot is a literal card game for me. That's not, I don't mean to be blasphemous, but. <laughs> no, it is, it is. I think that that's kind of like the cool element about like this aspect of spirituality is like whenever it gets fun. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like yes. a lot of us that have grown up in um, like religion or traditional stuff, like didn't have the fun element. And that that's where like I find like so much peace and and fun and excitement when it comes to like where I'm at now. Yeah, no, it's so true. Like with my kids, I'll be, you know, we'll be having a moment. And I'm like, guys, we need to sit on my bed and get out the sound bowl. <laughs> and I'm going to guide you through a meditation. Everybody be fucking quiet. <laughs> like, as I guide you through this meditation. But it's like, it is, it's so much more fun because then they're sitting there and they might be giggling and then all of a sudden I'll notice them like hee hee ha 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 but then something will click and hit with them mm-hmm. and it's just pure silence as they're just sitting there listening and going through it mm-hmm. and now like my kids will just come up to me and be like can you pull a card for me can you pull a <laughs> card pull a card for me can I pull a card so yeah. it's fun to have that and see how it really is healing for not just yourself, but your children. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of showing them this different and fun way of working through their problems. Yeah. Connecting to self, yeah. trusting intuition mm-hmm. from such a young age. It's like the things that I, I, I feel like at the moment, it's kind of cool getting to be the parent and um, parent in a way that I wish I could have been. And like, this mm-hmm. isn't to say that like my mom didn't do an amazing job. It's just, you know, we they only knew what she knew, you know? And um, yeah. I had to be the person to like break away from like a long line of like really traditional um, paths and beliefs and stuff like that. And I think that now it, it, it does, it feels so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that your mom is also kind of along on a journey the journey alongside you, right? Because I feel like yeah, so, I can resonate. I think KDG, mm-hmm. you know, we all can kind of resonate with that. Like, yeah, I bringing our parents along on the, on the ride mm-hmm. and helping heal them too. Yeah. I, I, gosh, whenever I had to like, oh God, come I'm going to cry, come out of the like broom closet to my mom. <laughs> I remember like feeling so scared because like, I have always had such a, like a close relationship with her. And she also, like has been that person for me that has encouraged me to mm-hmm. like test my beliefs. And like, we have had a healthy relationship and being able to disagree about things. And so, um, but this was like, it was big. This was like a foundational core belief that she instilled in me and like my family instilled in me that I felt like really scared to talk about because I'm like, what if this shifts everything? Like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to play out. Um, but I remember having that, like, I remember having that very pivotal talk with her and just like her being like, okay, you know, like, and, and in the moment she was still in Christianity mm-hmm. and I believe, you know, I don't, I don't want to like talk too much about like what I, I, what she believes at this moment, but I feel so accepted and loved yeah. and she comes to me for like 
I don't know, questions. And she calls me. It's like, I think your sister needs a cleanse or like <laughs> things like that. She's like, can you do something? I don't know. And so like having, having somebody that I can feel like comfortable, like just like talking about what I think and what I believe in and her being curious that mm-hmm. um, alone just means the world to me. And it, yeah, feel like a safe place that even if we might not like think the same way, Mm-hmm. there's still love and acceptance there but even now she's like very curious and wants to kind of be a part <laughs> that's really yeah nice. that's where my mom was at my mom was very much like I knew she had like she's very her and my dad very into meditation mm-hmm. and like law of attraction and that sort of thing and I'm like guys it's just all the same in a different font yes. like <laughs> you gotta and now the I think it was New Year's or Christmas or somewhere around there I think it was in the new year my mom was like I think I'm gonna become a witch okay mom welcome to the all right like go off like I got her oracle card she's like she was asking can anybody read tarot and I was like yes mom like anybody so it's cool like being able to yeah kind of share that and be comfortable talking about it and bonding it's a fun like yeah bonding thing (laughs) yeah it really is Mm, oh that's so sweet do we want to talk a little bit about Saturn and Pisces kind of like goes like into this a little bit yes let's do so let's do so because I so the first time I like I mean I knew what a Saturn return was when I heard Mm -hmm. this but I didn't really like know what that like meant yeah I heard an astrologer on a podcast and I won't name the podcast or the astrologer but but they made it sound so fucking scary. And they were like, in your yeah. Saturn return, all of like the established parts of your life are just going to fall apart. And I'm like, okay, well, as somebody who is married, owns a house, has a career, that's kind of a frightening thing to hear. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I've kind of, as I've started to like look into this now, I've kind of realized like, it's not, it's not, it's not that that cut and dry like it doesn't just happen like that Mm -hmm. it's really more of an internal shift and yes those internal shifts can kind of manifest physically to your life but it doesn't necessarily mean that your entire life's just gonna fall apart (laughs) no (laughs) I think and that's one of the things that like it's kind of hard because especially now, like with all the social media that we have, like mainstream astrology can sometimes like they, I mean, just like with anything, literally with anything on social media, um, like, like fear mongering gets the views, it gets the, it gets the traction. And so when you say things like that, you're feeding on people's fear and anxieties and they're like, well, what can I do? I need to learn about this so I can be prepared and like, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And unfortunately like that those like sound bites can get picked up by people that like I mean I'm not an astrologer but like this is that's a goal at some point um but they can get picked up by people that are interested in astrology and it can sometimes it can snowball effect and then all of a sudden something like the Saturn return means something to a collective that it wasn't really ever originally meant to mean. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do personally have a few astrologers that I really, really like, I trust and I like listen to a lot. Um, one that I absolutely adore um, because of like my interest in like sociopolitical issues is as, uh, Astro Lori on TikTok, Lori Rivers. Um, she talks, she's more of like a, a mundane astrologer, um, like the transits and how it affects um, climate change, economy, politics, uh, just like current events and stuff. Um, so she's a great one to listen to. Um, I do love Jessica Lignato. Um, her podcast is fantastic. Um, and then I also have somebody, um, uh, that I listen to her podcast, that witch next door, Danny from that witch podcast, um, are people that I really trust because they don't, they don't rely on the fear, uh, traction and the, um, the fear mongering. Um, and they're people that really are studied and know what they're talking about. Um, so I kind of like, I get my information a lot from them. And then of course, like a lot on my own studying. Um, but when it comes to Saturn return, first thing you're, you're going to want to look at like what house it's going to be happening in or Mm house is, um, because they say like, all your whole structure of life is going to fall apart. No, like it's not impacting every house in your chart. It's mm-hmm. going to be maybe making some transits to some other planets. It's going to be um, impacting, of course, whatever house it's in. Um, so I'll take like mine personally. So I just entered my Saturn return. I am a Saturn and Pisces baby. Um, and my Pisces, Pisces sits in my chart, um, the end of my first house, beginning of my second house. So those are going to be the main areas of impact, mostly my second house, second house of values, finances, um, how I make money. And also the end of my first house, just being, um, of self and how I view myself, how I treat myself and my maybe personality, things can shift, my appearance, things can shift. Um, So whenever we're talking about like, you're coming into a Saturn return, yeah, Saturn does rule like restrictions and Mm -hmm. boundaries, but Mm -hmm. it also rules like just lessons in general that maybe need a refresher. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the big thing that people get with like Saturn is like, oh, this is going to come and just like wreck my life in whatever area. But that that's not necessarily true, especially if you're somebody that is already focused on like inner work and inner Mm -hmm. healing. Um, If you've been putting in that work prior and are aware of the things that you are, you know, needing some extra work on things like that, Mm -hmm. you're already, you're already in that space. So Saturn might just put a little extra emphasis or a little extra highlight in an area that you might just need some extra work on. So coming up like right now, like I do know I have a lot of first house stuff going on. So I do like feel like my whole personality and appearance and everything like that. Like I feel like everything's kind of shifting. So like that hasn't been anything new to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But as it's moving into my second house where Neptune is also, um, I do feel like the Neptune energy kind of being like, oh, I can't really quite see what the, you know, 
answers are in regard to finances. And when I see Saturn come into second house, what I'm thinking is, okay, I need to be making sure that I'm sticking to my budgets. I need Mm -hmm. to make sure that I am not overspending or I'm not um, impulse spending or spending with um, not necessarily like just kind of like unfettered optimism. Mm -hmm. Um, Optimism is great, but also where can I in my life, like cut some stuff out so I can make sure that I do have a nest egg. I can put some stuff into savings. I think for me, like that's what I'm like focused on the next few years when it comes to like Saturn return is I am preparing myself financially. So that way, after I get out of my Saturn return, I am set up more for success and have learned these lessons that I can financially benefit later on. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there might be restrictions Mm -hmm. and, you know, spending in certain ways that maybe I'm used to, or um, just like, getting just a little bit more diligent, you know, like it doesn't have to mean, oh, you're going to go into debt. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to lose all of your valuables. You know, it doesn't mean any of that, but like, Mm -hmm. where can we focus our intention? So that way we can work with Saturn's energy instead of being afraid of it. Ashley, I just had like a giant epiphany while you were talking. (laughs) Ooh, tell me. (laughs) Oh, I, I think I know where this is going. Probably. So... I just looked. My Saturn return or my Saturn is in my fourth house of parents, Mm -hmm. home, and foundations. And I've Mm -hmm. just, what's today? Friday. Wednesday in therapy had like a giant epiphany about like doubt labels. Like I'm I'm working through like CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. And part of that is like recognizing doubt labels and stuff. And just realizing like my struggle with OCD as a kid impacted my view of myself so much more than I realized and now with this Saturn in the fourth house of foundations like I've literally built my whole life on that version of myself that I had Mm -hmm. as a child and that's what's holding me back now so this whole like foundations thing is just like blowing my mind because this Saturn return work is going to be me like dismantling that like version of myself that I had created based off of my childhood experience. Yeah. Putting like boundaries up in regard to like, you know, your old thoughts of yourself and like not, um, not feeding into those. Yeah. Like that, that hits and wow. It, it's hard, especially, yeah, the, yeah. Fourth, the fourth house is hard. The fourth house of self, uh, like, like self foundations and like home and, and yeah. your inner world is, is kind of a, kind of a tricky place, but that you are already aware mm. of those things and you're already working on them. So I think for you, it's just going to be like really impactful. Mm in like a really great way. I, there, there is so much there. I, there is a lot of fear. Like we were talking about earlier there. And and I think that fear is good because it like, it highlights where in our lives, like, are we like struggling to one release control Mm -hmm. 
because that typically is an area like where your Saturn is, is an area that's, that's something that like you struggle and control. Mm. And whenever Saturn return hits those areas, it is a little bit more of like, okay, where do I not have control over this? And where, where can I implement control to work with this, you know, wound that I have or work with this energy that I naturally have or thought I, you know, I labeled myself with that I can dismantle. It's, yeah, you're already working with the energy. So it's kind of like almost maybe a little bit exciting and scary at the same time, but like knowing that maybe uh, this time can just really have some major breakthroughs for you. Yeah, it's definitely going to not be fun. <laughs> I know that. No. Because <laughs> the internal, no. that heavy internal work is never usually fun, but you do feel no. really good once you're on the other side of it. So I'm just going to yeah. hold out that hope that that's how I'll feel at the end of my Saturn return. <laughs> yeah, I think it, because you, but you already, you have already experienced cycles of that, yeah. of going through the depths and coming out the other side. Yeah. You have that optimism there. Yeah because you've already done it and like practice makes perfect. Not, Mm -hmm. I mean, not actually perfect, but that practice has prepared you for this moment. And I think like it, I think that Saturn returns are extremely pivotal Mm -hmm. and exciting because one, you know, they only happen, uh, you know, two to maybe three times in a lifetime, um, that they are just moments to like, really go within and kind of reorganize mm-hmm. a little bit mm, and see I love what's that. working, get rid of what's not working, mm. donate it, throw it away, whatever, and then reorganize what is working, work on some things that might just need a little bit of a tune-up. And I, I, I feel like luckily we all have some some tools already in our pocket to be able to work with the energy. I love the way you just described that. Okay. <laughs> Mary, have you finished yours? Or are you getting I'm ready to? Or? Right now. We yeah, are okay. okay. all in this We're, together uh, except for Katie. Me, my husband, <laughs> both of us. We're about to be going through it together. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I was like looking. Yeah, Bradley just got done with oh, this, thankfully. He's but. like, here, I'm passing the baton. That's how KDM. KDM was like, I'm <laughs> passing the baton to you guys. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, I'm not Buckle part of up. that. I'm, I'm not part of that at all. I'm not. I'm done. She's like, I'm done. I, yeah. I paid my dues. Uh, <laughs> but something I like wanted to touch on with Saturn in Pisces and something that I have been like listening to some of my astrologers that I like do trust talk about is while, you know, we, we, Saturn and Pisces people are like, Oh yeah, Saturn return. We also want to look at like Saturn because it does impact collective. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, the past three years with Saturn and Aquarius, Aquarius is like community and our communities got, flipped upside down when Saturn entered Aquarius. Like we didn't have community for a little while because we were all stuck inside with, you know, scared of COVID. Um, And like the systems that were supposedly put in place 
for our communities to thrive, a lot of them just like kind of blew up a little bit. So the, I understand that there's like that, mm-hmm. that fear a little bit is like, okay, well, what's it going to do now? Um, but I have loved being able to kind of um, not see what's coming next, but feel like, okay, these are the things that might shift collectively. Pisces is um, spiritual. Like we think of Pisces and we think of spirituality. We think of mental illness. We think of um, drugs and alcohol. We think of um, kind of just like a con- like wanting to connect with something higher and this need to feel um, like a purpose. And so whenever Saturn has entered Pisces, we want to be on the lookout for um, people are definitely going to be searching for spiritual community. Um, People are going to want to feel that sense of belonging. Um, but we also have to pay attention that there, there's a spectrum there. There's people wanting to, you know, really make a difference with the world. And then there's people that are going to be driven by fear. And sometimes whenever you're driven by fear, that can lead to things like, um, like cult groupthink mm-hmm. and, um, you know, unfortunately like rises of, you know, uh, religious groups. Yeah. Uh, persecution as well as uh, religious groups um, enforcing like oppression um, be- out of fear and um, just collective group think that can be harmful because of fear. So we in the next few years and we've already been seeing it. It's not mm-hmm. like it's something new. We already have had tastes of this. Um, it's not something that is, um, just like out of the blue. We are already seeing that we're already aware of those things. We might just see a rise of it. Um, and another thing is a lot of people, um, depending on substances. Now we can see a lot of people potentially moving to sobriety. There's going to potentially be a, like, movements of people giving up those substances but also on the other end of the spectrum people really needing those substances to cope if they aren't in a healthy place um so definitely i think for me like being aware of maybe the content that i put out in regard to substances might shift a little bit um and just being very careful of whenever I do choose to engage with substances. Um, because Neptune is also there in Pisces at the moment. So it, that kind of like makes decision making mm. foggy in general. Um, so when you get Saturn in there, it can kind of be a little bit, just maybe like a struggle to make good decisions. I I think that there will be a rise in us continuing to talk about mental illness, perhaps some major like transformations in how our society views mental illnesses, how it interacts with and helps others uh, with mental illness. Um, but I think we are going to see a, a lot of people really struggling. But again, that's not anything that we haven't like 
maybe come to terms with already from the past three years of being going through COVID isolation and everything sociopolitically going on. Um, it's not something that's um, out of the blue again. Mm-hmm. So those things are going to impact at a collective level. Um, but we can just, we can kind of already be prepared for that. And I feel like that, I do feel like a little bit of like duty as an astrologer, uh, somebody who like loves astrology and studies astrology and like is aware of those things being, being kind of like a pillar in that of like, okay, like where can I help the collective in this difficult time? Uh, one, not preying on people's fears in regard to spirituality. I think that that's, you know, like I have my personal beliefs and I love to show it and grow my community but we also see spiritual influencers not just religious influencers not just like christianity or you know other religions but spiritual influencers preying on that as well mm-hmm. and preying on um groupthink building their communities that are harmful just as harmful as these uh religious communities and of course, with capitalism, that comes with um, making massive profits on things like that. So I think just having that awareness as like people in the spiritual community that people are going to be searching for mm-hmm. connection and community in regard to spirituality, but having like having made like a code of ethics when it comes mm-hmm. to building your own community if people choose to do so. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's probably like my key takeaway for anybody maybe looking into like spiritual influencing or, or just who posts spiritual content content is making sure that you have a strong code of ethics, um, for the, especially these next few years, um, Mm -hmm. because it might get tempting and it can easily, you know, we all make mistakes and we all can go, go down one direction of thinking that we like, oh, maybe, nope, I shouldn't, that's not for me, that actually doesn't align with my beliefs. Um, and just making it clear um, and um, forthcoming when those mistakes are made in communities like that is just, I think, going to be really powerful and uh, necessary. Mm-hmm. And as somebody, like, if you're not planning to be become a spiritual influencer, but you're somebody who would consume this kind of content, I think Mm. just being hyper aware of people's motives is the key. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if you follow somebody for a little bit, I think you can kind of suss out, like, what is this person's real motive? Like, are they trying to make a living from this? Or Mm -hmm. do they really genuinely, like, just want to help people for the greater good? Do they want fame? Like, there's so many ulterior motives with this kind of, you know, spiritual influencing. So just be very cautious over the next couple years of, like, be a little pessimistic about Mm -hmm. people's motives, I think, Mm -hmm. is is the way to go. I, I I do really, really agree. Like using, you know, a lot of stuff that's been coming up about like intuition and stuff. Like, is it intuition or anxiety? Like, is the content that you are consuming of this person, is this creating anxiety with you within you? Or is it, you know, creating a sense of peace? And I think that 
a lot of, you know, spiritual like influencers, you know, obviously we all have to make money. We live in a capitalistic society. I get that. Um, but are they preying on um, people who are looking for an answer, looking for a quick fix mm -hmm. and are willing yeah. to fork over a whole bunch of money to do so? Um, like that, those types of things I have like tried to cut out because mm -hmm. like if anybody is going to tell you anything, like you already have that power within yourself. You don't need to pay $10,000 to have somebody this tell is you something we've things. all been kind of like talking about and <laughs> or 1000 yeah no literally anything. <laughs> yeah. that's it anything. you shouldn't have to pay more than the price yeah. of a book i yeah yeah right um but i think that like what i've been noticing because i've been trying to figure out like and i know we're kind of striking from astrology but this is a conversation i think we've all been dying to have um because i've been trying to think about like Cause then I feel bad. Like when I, when I, when I see like spiritual influencers being like, well, this is how I, I make a living. This is my business. You should respect that. Blah, blah, blah. Don't make me feel bad for making money off of this. I don't think there's a difference between having a spiritual business, which I still think is kind of weird, but people, you do you, but having that and being like, there's a, I have a secret. I have a secret. I know how to do this. You mm -hmm. need to give me $1,111 to learn how to harness this secret. And if you don't learn from me, then you're falling behind. Yeah. And you make people feel bad for not investing in that and finding out that secret or finding it like, like when you center it around, this will better you, this will make you a better person. This will tell you something that you didn't know about yourself. This will help you figure out how to tell yourself things you didn't know about yourself. That's where it gets so sketchy because it's like, Oh, actually like I could just go to like a thrift store and like get a book on this or like these communities that were, that, that you meet are incredible. And like, it's like-minded, but then you feel like, again, you have to keep investing in these things mm -hmm. to like have your community, number one, have access to them. And then two, be like you're like giving up on mm -hmm. yourself if you're yeah. not mm -hmm. investing or if you're not um, learning the secret trade or like trusting your intuition to take that leap and like quit your job or, you know, like just doing all of these things that we're like told if we don't do this, you're not doing it right. And also if you make me feel bad that you have to spend money on this, you're disrespecting my business and the way I make an income. And it's like, no, there's nuance here. Like there's nuance here. There's a, there is a whole, like we've got it. Like, it's not so black and white. Like, yes, you can spend money on something if you want to learn it, but like also recognize and know that there are other resources that are free and can provide community or, or are the price of a book at a bookstore. Um, and, it, and it's not a, there's no secret. There's no secret. It all comes down to like there the work no that you want to, mm -hmm. the work you want to do inside yourself. And like, if you are lucky enough to be able to connect with other people while doing it, then yes, it certainly like enhances things. But this lie that we are, I mean, we are being fed over social media, this thing that like you, you have to do mm -hmm. it how I do it, or you have to know how I'm doing it. And like, it's just so manipulative and, and gross and 
again i know we kind of i, I kind of went off on a rant there it, but like no it's yeah no it feeds that like it feeds that limiting belief of those people consuming that content. They're like, well, if I don't invest in that, then I'm stuck mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not like that's you, you don't have to have the $100, the $50, the $20. You don't have to have that to be able to engage with people and to be able to ask questions of, of other people in the communities and to, and to have conversations. You don't have to spend that money and that like i feel like i'm glad that i like learned that lesson coming yeah. into now coming into this saturn and pisces era where i think that that's going to be mm-hmm. very prevalent mm-hmm. is like okay like i feel like i built that discernment and now now i feel like we have that we have built that discernment like we can kind of help push that mm-hmm. out a little bit yes because and, and like, I want, I want people to engage with my content. Like I want people to consume my content because like that is helping them. Not because like, like I, You're like missing I'm out. feeding into them that if they don't, that they are, they are stuck where they are and they can't get in, you know, because that's, that's and it's bullshit. all a market. Yeah. It's, a, mar- a, it's all a marketing tactic. Like everything is a marketing tactic and it's Fear. just, no that's what I said fear of missing out like that's Mm -hmm. what it comes down to it doesn't come down to I want to help you I want the best for you it's I want to help you if you give me your money (laughs) and I only have (laughs) 10 spots to uh give this information to (laughs) like it's it is it it hurts you when you're like well I want to know that information I want a spot but like I've said it before Like I'm in a coven and I don't have to pay to be a part of this community. I don't have to pay to get this knowledge from these people. And like, I have friends who are going on their own spiritual journey and wanting to know and being so anxious about all this information and needing to know all the answers. And I'm like, girly, the answers are within you. (laughs) Like my dad always preaches Mm -hmm. to the choir that he is his own God. And like, we are all our own God. Like he's... (laughs) He will always preach like we are all our own yes. gods. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Like we do have the answers for our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to pay yes. a thousand and a, <laughs> whatever the numbers are uh, to learn that information 11-11. about ourselves. <laughs> eleven, eleven. Um, But yeah, it's so interesting. And like that's something like being online with all these influencers and having that like knowledge of okay, well, my pagan people tell me that you should not have to pay to learn knowledge. Like you shouldn't have to pay people to get this information. But then I have the internet girlies who are telling me that they have all the answers and you can only get it here. But my people who have been in the spiritual realm for 30, 40 plus years who do have lots of information to give and they're willing to give it to literally anybody and I'm just like, oh, it's yeah. a lot. There's so many layers, but there, there is because, like, think about it in the way of like our ancestors and how they pass down information, and they they pass down information for the generations to come to help the generations to come. It wasn't, I mean, they didn't 
require, you know, like a massive amount of like wealth and privilege to be privy to that information. And if we want to help the next generation, why are we making it so inaccessible? And that comes, and it comes down to a lot of white, right, white privilege Mm -hmm. and a lot of white influencers being able to utilize a lot of like ancestral, like ancient knowledge and um, indigenous knowledge and manufacture it into something that can be mass produced. So that way they can make mass profit. And yeah. And, and whenever we view it, whenever we start viewing everything through like a capitalistic lens, it really is like, Ooh, that's not the spirituality that I, I want to be a part of. And I don't think that that's, I don't think, I mean, my opinion, but I, I don't think that that type of spirituality is helping the collective. Yeah. Agreed. I was just, I, again, having the conversation of things that are going on in the world and like, what can I do to help? And, um, that was a big thing of like, well, you see all these spiritual people. I don't hear anything from them about any of this. And if they have so much power and so much knowledge, but they're not even touching on anything that's going on, that's really like, fucked up stuff that they could use their platform to bring attention to and they just don't because it's not about that for them it's about something completely different so like yeah the whole pessimistic type of thing of like kind of feeling things out with certain people like that's very much what I've been Mm -hmm. doing like okay like I like this person but let me like feel it out and see you know test them you know yeah Mm-hmm. yeah because then it's like it's like what is it all for like if you're if if they're not shedding light on like important collective issues then like what are what is this for then like why are why are we trying mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we trying for mm-hmm. is it really just literally only for us I don't think so <laughs> I know yeah and I think that's kind of where it also gets into like a spirit on certain like spectrums of spirituality of like, um, and I can't really speak too much on it because like, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like privy to, or like, I don't know a whole lot about it, but like this idea of like, oh, we have to get to like 5d or like, we have to like ascend or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very similar to like the, um, like this escapist mindset or this, um, this like, oh, well. I, I am superior because I believe this. So I don't have to worry about all of this stuff here. Um, so it's this, you know, you can say that you're like, oh, spiritual and you can look down on like Christianity and stuff like that, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's you're literally doing the same thing. Oh, well, I'm going to go to heaven and this is just all revelation, you know, in times. So I'm just not going to worry about it. And it's just a way to like, wave off accountability Mm -hmm. for what we are here on earth to do it's Mm -hmm. like a a lack of of um, objectivity yeah like Mm -hmm. they no need to do hard work here if in the afterlife i'm just going to ascend and then you're kind of like well then what's the again going back to what's the point point? why are you even here Mm -hmm. i don't know Yeah, this is a topic I've been, like, 
heavy uh-huh. into of like the most spiritual existence you can have is being in a human body and yep. fully living the experience of the human body and all that comes yes. with that and that includes bad things too yes. <laughs> like it yes. just does like <laughs> no mud no lotus yes i i, I oh, agree yeah. so much yes yeah it's like a really quickly I have to I have a call at three o'clock, so I don't know if we want to touch on Pluto in Aquarius or <laughs> yeah, we can, whatever. We can but I just wanted yeah. to give the heads up that I've got like twenty minutes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So Pluto just is coming to do a little bit of a song and dance in Aquarius before it goes retrograde again back into Capricorn in June. And it's gonna kind of do the song and dance back and forth until the end of twenty twenty four. So everything that um, I have been touching on and reading and like listening to um, from the astrologers that I trust um, is that we're going to be getting like little tastes of what maybe the next like 20-ish years are going to like be emphasizing. Um with Aquarius, again, kind of like we're touching on it, like whenever Saturn was in Aquarius, it is collective. It is um, community. It is, um, it's an air sign. It is thinking outside of the box. Um, it is progress. But Pluto doesn't care how that progress um, happens. And so it can look a lot like destruction at first and like the tearing down of systems that are not working or are inhibiting our progress forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, people, one thing that Astro Lori, Lori Rivers keeps touching on is that in our human existence, we have never gone through a Pluto in Aquarius season when Pluto was of the conscious mind. Like we just discovered Pluto um, very recently. Was it 1930s? Um, And so we have not yet consciously experienced Pluto in Aquarius with the understanding of Pluto and like what Pluto does. So yeah, people are going to fear monger a little bit of, oh, you know, this is when the American revolution happened and, you know, all of these things. Yes. And, um, just because that happened doesn't mean it's like a repeat. Yeah. We might notice some similarities. We might notice some, um, parallels, but again, that fear mongering of, oh, there's going to be a revolution is, uh, it's, it's not necessarily, um, ethical to be saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like we are already kind of experiencing revolutions in our own, like in our own countries in very specific ways that not might not be a full out like revolutionary war. Um, but we are experiencing things like unions are 
you know, being formed, like people are rising up against capitalism and being treated like shit as workers. And we're rising up against, you know, um, the oligarchs and the people that have all of the money. We are, we are bringing up those small little revolutions that are making those waves um, to impact the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think people can get into that mindset of like, I got to prepare for like a war. No. Like, you don't need to be thinking in that kind of mindset because, again, that just, you know, it, it just thrives off of fear. Um, but Aquarius is progressive. Aquarius wants to progress the collective, and Pluto will do that in whatever means necessary. Um, so that's why I have, like, I have, like, my Pluto tattoo. Um, I yeah. recently got it. I have like a, a little Pluto tattoo right here. Oh, I love and, that. Um, Cause like Pluto, I feel like it's like a really significant planet for me, like in my birth chart and stuff. Um, so definitely like, look like where is Pluto in your chart? And I would just funnel it down. If you find that you're kind of getting overwhelmed with all of the Pluto and Aquarius stuff, funnel it down and see where is Pluto happening or where's Pluto transiting in your own chart get an idea of like, okay, this might be my theme. And this is how I can benefit the collective during this time is by looking at where Pluto is transiting in my own chart, what things are going to be transforming for me and what things I need to be focusing on transforming. So that way I can be my best self and help the collective in the way that I was made with the tools that I have. Um, I think just like bringing it down to like our individual strengths is that's like the best, like we only have control over ourselves. So that's mm-hmm. the best way that we can impact the collective during these like kind of crazy times is whenever we can look at our strengths and our own chart, seeing where the transformation is going to be happening and playing to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I that. Pluto is also very prevalent in my chart. And at this point, you have to, at some point, you have to just embrace the destructive transformation. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes. I very much associate uh, Pluto with like Kali also. So if anybody's interested in like that destructive transformation aspect, like go read into Kali a little bit. Um, but yeah. I'm going to have to because I, like, I recently. This past year, like over New Year's Eve, I was like, this year's dedicated to Haiti, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of like that, like kind of came through on New Year's Eve. And I was like, okay. And so here we are. But, we love that. Um, yeah. When I saw that Pluto tattoo, I, I was like, oh, she's with Hades. I know. <laughs> We're big Hades ladies over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's funny, we can kind of, like, see, like, people who get touched by Hades. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely can. And I feel like I, like, the major, like, transformations, or I just feel like it's, like, a tornado around Mm -hmm. me. And it's, like, people can, like, they're, like, what is Ashley going to do next? They don't, they don't ever know. You know what I'm saying? And so I just kind of feel like it just is fitting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very fitting. That is so funny. (laughs) I, love I know when I saw that tattoo, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, oh, he's here. <laughs> oh, oh, which funny he's, enough. He's here. He's here. He's currently no, on funny vacation enough, right now. <laughs> we, we ask our beauty candles 
who wants to be present with us during the readings and yeah. I was doing it and Hades yeah. was like immediately no immediately no I'm on vacation Same. it's spring like leave me alone <laughs> I, and I kind of have been feeling that too. Like I kind of have been feeling like he's kind of stepped away a little bit at the moment, which is fine. I'm like, okay. But I felt Aphrodite a little bit more lately. Mm. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'll get Ooh. into like my like Venus yes. energy a little bit more. But yeah, but yeah, like patron is Hades. And he said, it's about me this year. <laughs> oh, like, okay. that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love that. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Ashley? I am just so happy that I got to be on here with you guys and chat. It was so refreshing. And I am just like really excited what the next few years bring. And like, I can't wait to like, in like three years, like look it back at Oof, this talk and then mm. see where everybody is. Damn. It's well, like time capsule. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm like. It is. Yeah, hopefully we'll still be around and you can come back on and give us an update. Come back. Yes. Make it come back. <laughs> yes. Boy, come back. Oh, the, yes. Yeah, this really was so, oh. it really was refreshing. Like, it was fun and just mm-hmm. to talk to a like-minded, I feel yeah, same wavelength person. Yeah. Yes, I felt like the waves were all, like, vibing. Thank you so much, Ashley. This Thanks, was so guys. fun. We loved having Yay. you. Bye. Oh, shit. Are you okay, Mary? (laughs) I'm so sorry. My phone or my computer, the kids came in and started rolling the crystals all around the computer. And I was like, oh, no. Okay, we're good. Oh, I've, I've peed myself on a trampoline. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Three of Cups. We hope you enjoyed and feel full enough to pour your cup into others. If you would like to be featured on an episode of Three of Cups, you can apply for a free personal reading via the link in our description. To keep up with new episodes and information, you can find us on social media at Three of Cups Pod. See you next Monday.